So I have very, very much been looking forward to having Derek Delgadio on. And actually, uh, it was kind of quite a surprise where I knew I was going to be talking to you today. I come into our office and then I have this uh, in a package, uh, a new book. Oh. So I got to open this and be like, what? I didn't know this was coming, man. So this is oh, a, man. a moral man is the new book. Yeah, Immoral Man. That just came out yesterday. So what? What is the? What's the? What am I looking at here? Or, or am I supposed to do? I went into in and of itself exactly how I want other people to, which is that I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. You know, which is uh, yeah. I think the best way to watch that show is. Should I look at this the same way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's more of a narrative than than the show certainly uh -huh. there's more of a, a of a linear structure in that regard but uh -huh. um but yeah i mean I, I like to go into everything really not knowing things so uh but it, it is definitely uh more of a narrative that that's easy it's easier to describe than the show certainly okay yeah because that's a really interesting thing i mean first of all let me just tell you i mean we you you've discovered it from social media and stuff but like i saw the show i was told i was recommended to watch the show um a few days before I messaged you by Phil Rosenthal, uh, who I know you have oh. the, then you, you've spoken to because I told him I was I going to him. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling, I told him, I was like, Hey man, guess what? I'm going to be talking to Derek. He's like, Oh yeah. I talked to him. I was like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so, but, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's the one we were just texting and he goes, you got to check this out. And it was like, it was right at the right time. It was like 7 PM. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was going to watch something else, but I, you know, Phil gives you a recommendation. I was like, I'm gonna check this out. And I went into it like that. I didn't look it up. I didn't read about it. I just watched yeah. the show. And since then, since, since watching that show, I have, you know, I've talked about it on podcasts. I've tweeted about it. I've posted on Instagram about it. I've told friends, I've texted people about it. Absolutely everybody that has watched it that, you know, took my recommendation, they've all responded like just amazed man like you you really made uh, an incredible show a, a, like a real piece of art i mean i don't i don't feel like oh, thanks yeah i don't feel like it's uh you know like hey man check out this special and like you're like yeah that's cool i mean it's it's not like that it's it's actually what happens is is that your show in my opinion feels like an experience it feels like mm -hmm. it's like when you go and you go like i don't know you go on vacation or something and you just have a, like an, an, like a a real epic experience and you go i gotta tell people that i like about this or you go to a restaurant right. and there and you know there's like some chef cooking up things that you've never tried and you're like you have to go here man you and, and the only thing you right. want you want the person to have the experience like you're actually the excitement is in hearing back from them and they're like that was fucking amazing you know and uh you did that yeah. with this show man with in and of itself uh on hulu which I've, you know, I'm, I've never do this in a podcast where I would say, Hey, stop watching this and go watch yeah. that, but please stop watching this and go watch that and then come back and watch this because I don't want to fucking ruin it for you. And I'm about to, sure. so yeah, uh, it, it'll be easier to understand if they've seen it. It, it. Yeah. So there's, there's so much I want to talk to you about this and I, and I know, uh, you know, you sure. only have some time, but you know, it's like the, the show starts and you make there's like a, a kind of a, a statement of, of sorts about identity which is a really interesting topic because you know it's like the people are coming in and they're picking their 
you know, how, I guess that's how the live show went, right? Where like the, yeah. the audience would arrive and it says, I am, and then you mm -hmm. pick a label. And mm -hmm. I think that that, that is just an interesting topic because we are so fascinated by labels and, and especially, right. you know, wanting to know, like, I was thinking about identity so much after watching the show, because I was just thinking back through life and how, you know, in like in middle school, high school, you're, you're starting, you're trying to figure out, you know, like, who am I? And it's comforting when you can embrace a label you like and you go, well, that's how I identify. That's, that's what I am. Um, you know, playing football in high school for me was like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's what I get to say that I am. Like somebody asked me like, what, what, what do you like? Who are you? I play football. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's my label. And then I remember that I went to college. I'm a freshman in college and I'm not playing football. And I, I still remember hanging out on this freshman dorm and having football players stand up to go to a practice. And I stood up like uh, from, mm. from habit and had to tell myself, oh, you're, but you're not a football player anymore. And feeling like, well, then what, what am, like, who am I, right? Like at that time right. and trying right. to figure that out. I'm just fascinated on, because there's so many layers to your show. How did this show develop? Like, how did this come about? Well, it's one of those things where it was like a year and 30 years in development. Right. You know, it right. was, it was, uh, so it, um, it came about for that, for that reason that you just talked about in that I have struggled myself with understanding what I am and what I, you know, what I want to be when I grow up, uh -huh. how I see myself and also the limitations of what I do and, uh, based on others, uh, not necessarily limitations of what I'm capable of, but limitations that are imposed on what I do based on the perception of what I do. Um, and I wanted to explore that as a, as an idea, as a generic idea for, 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 for a piece of work. Mm -hmm. And so I started kind of exploring this idea of like identity and what it means to be and be seen by others and, and to be known by them and, and the, you know, the, the limitations and constraints that are put on you by being known. Um, and so it was, it was an exploration is all it was. And I didn't necessarily think about like telling my personal stories in, in to begin with. I just thought about what does it mean to be and be known and, and really all avenues of that idea. Yeah. And, uh, and so I explored it and, and, and then started to develop the work of what different gestures of what, what each component of identity means to me and, and, and how I can maybe, you know, subvert it or reveal like something about that, that aspect of, of identity as an object. And, uh, and then it got to the point where it was very abstract and I found that the personal stories started to, to leak into it as, as kind of a, uh, a way for people to access the ideas. So by, by sharing the personal stories, like, were you sharing it with people close to you as like, this is a concept I want to explore or you not were, really. No, I mean, I was kind of alone in a studio and then I'd have a few friends that I trusted come over and, and, you know, sit in silence with me as I stared at a wall full of ideas. And then I would, what do you think about this idea? And then we'd go, I don't know. I'd have to see it, you know, <laughs> or like, I, it sounds neat in, in theory, but uh -huh. a lot of the work could only be done on the, the very first night that I, I did it because it was all, uh, you know, I needed the otherness of the audience to actually achieve it. Yeah. So it, it, it not, it's not really a show you could work out on its feet, you know, and, and, yeah. and get the flight time to, to make it happen. So it was very, you know, had to think about it and then 
just do it on opening night. Basically. How much did that show change between like, you know, opening night and clo and the finale, like the last time you did it? That's uh, it's funny. Um, the, the, I, the show, once I, once I went, this is the show on paper, mm -hmm. it was actually very early on. Um, but it was how to get there. And the, and when I first did it, it's one of those things where, uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine said it, uh, said it best. He, he saw it in LA when it first opened and then he saw it again in New York. And he said, the show is, is, a hundred percent better, but I don't know why he goes, I can't tell what you changed. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I didn't make, uh, all of, all of the adjustments were in the spaces in between the pieces and the manner in which I was doing it. And, and there was an understanding you know, it's one of those things where you understand your material better after you do it for a while sure. and, and you, there, there's a depth to it where the words don't necessarily change, but maybe you, Maybe you even take out some words mm -hmm. and anything else that's cluttering the picture. Of course. And you just kind of understand it. And because you understand it on such a deeper level, you're able to communicate it to the audience. And so um, there were some there were some minor technical changes of, of, oh, maybe if I put this piece before that one and then if we end it here and, and little things. But like people who saw both shows kind of didn't know. But like from beginning to end, they, they really couldn't tell the difference. They just knew that there was one. Yeah. And it was just that polishing that happens over being able to do it over, you know, over and over again, uh, over a run. Um, but, but it was pretty much the same. It just got a lot better. It got a lot better. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. when, like personally, when I like go out on tour, like usually the way for mm -hmm. me touring works is like, I'm in comedy clubs and I try to mm -hmm. put together a show. Then you announce a tour for like the bigger spaces, you know, like the theaters yeah. Yeah. and that show is obviously a better show than the club show at start. But if you, that, you know, those tours last 16, 18 months. If you go month one and then you jump ahead a year, it's like, it's the same blueprint, but you can't compare yeah. the two shows, you know? This was, this was probably the same in that I would never want to compare the first show to the last show, certainly. Sure. Um, but, but there were things that were structurally like, just had to be different. For instance, the book, uh, which I, you know, if you haven't seen it, I asked someone to, uh, to come back tomorrow and yeah. they don't know why right this is legitimately asking for someone to come back the next day and when they find out why it's because i i'm i'm going to ask them to leave and take something with them uh take a book with them which i've been giving out every single day yeah to have people write down how they imagine the show ends because they don't get to see the ending right and uh, and then i have the person from the last day who has a, an imaginary ending come back and read their yes uh, read their ending well, when I started that, it was a blank journal. It was, it wasn't, so I have yeah. this book and it's, it's come, <clears throat> you know, the way it's in the film, um, that's been, it had been done hundreds and hundreds of times by that point. But the first time I did it, you know, it was, I have a blank journal here. Yeah. I need someone to come back tomorrow. I mean, there's yeah. just, it was bizarre. Oh, I'm sure art I would have been like, this guy's know? out of his fucking mind on the first show. Yeah. 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 And you it was that way for the first couple weeks you know you tell an interesting story to set that up at least in the film which is about yeah, how yeah. the sailors had a a, a sailor's log and i mm -hmm. wondered is that something you knew or something you learned developing the show uh i i came across that look reading about something else okay um i knew i knew that um uh i knew 
uh, it was before I had that idea, obviously, or I had that idea and, and real and realized that that's what it was. Okay. Uh, oh, I see. I, knew, I see. I, uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing until I saw that when, oh, this is what that is. Yeah. Cause that's a perfect uh, way to like introduce the idea. Yeah. And it was, it was what I was doing and I just didn't, I, I knew I was asking them to, I knew, I knew what I wanted of them. I just didn't know what to call it. And when I found that other people had, you know, taken records like this before, it made sense that this is what I was trying to achieve. Yeah. I mean, um, why do you think, cause this is something I, I, you know, the, the show really, it stays with you. It's one of those, that, mm -hmm. that's why I feel like it's, uh, you know, I, I describe it as like a art. Like it's a, it's, it's like, you know, you see yeah. a great painting or you read a great book or you watch an incredible film or you, you know, you, you go listen to a great album. Sometimes they stay with you and you, you want to talk about them and you think about them and you, you know, yeah. you, it, there's like a thing. And that, that to me is your show in and of itself is, is the kind of thing that really stays with you. And, one of the things that like uh, struck me was when people are the the people that come back because you uh, you you shot the show over multiple nights so you get to see at certain parts of the show you get to see multiple people you know at the same th yeah. at different shows but returning for the same portion of the show. Um, one of the things that struck me when I went back and watched it again is that when they're reading what they wrote, it it's, it's really emotional for a lot of people, um, and it evokes yeah emotion as an audience person watching it, I'm wondering as somebody that was so close to it, why do you think that doing that evokes so much emotion? Um, it's hard to say, you know, not everyone, obviously it didn't evoke emotion right. from everyone. Yeah. You know, um, some people didn't take it seriously at all. Mm -hmm. um, some people, some people just drew a picture. Some people composed music there, you know, yes. everyone had a different way of approaching it, but there were a lot of people who, who, yeah, it was an emotional experience for it. there's a variety of reasons that that could be. Obviously, I don't I don't know for each person's experience. Uh -huh. One is that, you know, they're in front of an audience and it's very scary to be in front of an audience if you've True. never done that before. Yeah. And there might be just some sort of emotional release there that they've got through it. Um, uh, another is that, uh, you know, some people dug deep into the to the work to the meaning of it and their own personal journey of whatever, whatever who they are and, and what what it means to them and and you know i don't think people are given permission to 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 interrogate themselves that way yeah um, the way that you do or or artists do um or other performers the average person isn't isn't given that sort of homework assignment to really you know dig into themselves and contribute to to a work of art in a way yeah that's meaningful and i think that it means they sense the responsibility when they when they got the book, whether they knew it or not, when they volunteer, when you hold that book, you can't help but know that you are now yeah. part of something, something you're, you're part yeah. of thing and you don't you don't want to fuck it up. Um, and and so I think people people really put a lot of themselves into it. And and it's. Uh, I think it it's cathartic for people, I think it was, you know, it wasn't for everyone, but I think for some people it really was a chance to say things or, or imagine things that they hadn't been given permission. Yes. For. Yeah. I think, you know, you say it right now and, I, and I'm, I'm thinking about it cause a lot of times like I'll even forget how lucky I am to be, to do what I get to do, you know, like you, you mm -hmm. cause you're always like trying to get better at it and, you, and your mind kind of shifts yeah. once you're like working in that field. But then you realize like, Oh man, I'm super lucky that I get to actually do this. 
And most people, you're right. Like this is like um, getting that book is like permission to to do like you know you're you're asking them to do it. So it's like yeah. it is a chance to to dig deep and do something artistic. Yeah, and 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 boy, it was it was really incredible. The people who the without question the people who always delivered the most were the people you didn't suspect. The people right. who was like. The little lady who works in accounting, yeah. the you know the plum, the plumber, the truck right. driver, like the the people who were you know natural poets who just never had a platform or or pursued it. It was really remarkable because you realize that like we're all, and that that was what was great is it revealed again. It's part of the construction of the show is that like giving people the opportunity to reveal who uh, another aspect of themselves of like the person who you you judge as they walk to the stage yeah. delivers this you know beautiful sonnet or something like uh -huh. that it, it's another way of of exposing our preconceived notions of like identity and 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 how we're basically always judging the shit out of people all the time all the Even time yeah. just walking from their seat to the stage it's like you're made, you're passing all of these judgments and then giving them a context where they can just break that for you and realize like fuck what did I, and I, it happened to me too all the sure. time and it sure. was great like I would be like, Ugh, this one's not going to be any good. Yep. You know, like I just yeah. and, and then they would deliver and I'd be like, that's why you did this. That's this is the, you're, right. You know, it's teaching me still like this is the point. Yeah. You see a certain you're like this old dad looking motherfucker is not going to say anything right. interesting here. Now, and then he and blows also, you away. Also, yeah, completely. And yeah. like and, and it was it was it was a safe space in the sense in that like we, we didn't there was no expert. There was no expectation because they couldn't have it was an imagined scenario they yeah. couldn't it wasn't like i would never ask someone to go go home and write a couple jokes and come back and say them the next day sure. like that's that you know and in a sense i did that without without the joke part but like it was as low a bar as i could set creatively of just like give, give me an ending it can be anything. anything and they had yeah. heard anything and i and i had i give examples of how other people had done it where they either just made fun of other people or they wrote something and then whited it out or, yeah. you know, sky's the limit, you know, sure. pop-ups are in there. Um, so they saw they had total creative freedom um, and, and it was liberating. And I, I you know, uh, not everyone delivered certainly, yeah. but when they did, it was, it was, it was magical. And it was one of those things where like, uh, let everyone swing for the fences, you know, it's a very, it's a very cool uh, element of the show. Uh, one of the other reasons I was, like, uh, you know, it's I, like where I, I keep saying that, but it's so great to not know anything about you or the show before you watch the show is you get like this totally authentic experience is like, you know, your you, show starts and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And um, you tell that you tell the Rulatista story, which uh, yeah. is, is that that you were really in Spain and a stranger yeah. just yeah. said this to you. The guy, who, the guy who told me that story, I, sh I sent him the film and had him watch it and he wrote me a very nice letter back it was beautiful jesus christ man that so yeah, you got to yeah. send that guy the show yeah yeah holy cow yeah, it was nice and yeah, and yeah and uh, and you heard that story because the story like did it really fuck with you when the guy told you like he's like you're the ruler like did it fuck with it, you it it it, it 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 fucked with me only in the sense that it was like that's that's it's cool that he told me that story and bizarre that he, whatever he saw it, it didn't fuck with me it made me wonder what he saw what he saw because in i you. just yeah. wasn't clear i wasn't clear on what he saw in me that would lead him to say that 
Yeah. And this, you know, the story is about a guy who plays Russian roulette every night, and mm-hmm. put, you know, puts a gun to his head and pulls the trigger. Uh, and I, I didn't understand what he saw in me that made, made him say that. And so it wasn't so much the story, but it was the act of him telling me that was interesting to me. Sure. The, and the story, the story helps in that it's like, if it, 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 he didn't say I delivered ice cream for a living, you know, like yeah. he, it was a, it was a brutal story, but yeah. like, I did. I didn't see myself as someone who, who, who put a gun to his head every day. But sure. he saw something in me that made him say that, and I was very curious as to what that was. So it stuck with me. Do Do you see it differently now? Like, do you do you have any yes. different? You do. Sure. What sure. What do you what What do you see differently? Um. Well, I I had done. I now I've done it. So I did. I did. You know, I did become that. You became uh, and, the ruletista. Well, I, in in a sense, I mean, we we all are, uh, and I I just realized I was. I realized he was right. Now, I don't think I would have pursued pursued the the show or the or that's you know understanding what he told me. Um, I don't think that um, I don't think I would have pursued it if I didn't believe him to begin with. I think there was a, a a part of me that knew I knew he was right. I just didn't know why. But do you think just, that he said it to you um, because he actually saw something or do you think like, in, in other words, that like he's seeing something in you, Derek, or, or that right. this is like a more general kind of, you know, like everyone's the rule. Like, do you think he meant it in the, in like the blanket sense? Oh no, no, definitely meant it in the me sense. In the you. He definitely meant it. He definitely meant it in the me sense. He, this is not something he tells other people, but he definitely meant it. Meant it, and uh, and more importantly, I heard it. I I it's part it's part of the, the reason that the book is in the show is that like I I didn't even hear the story correctly. I I he told me in Spanish, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I got most of it, but I had my friend translate things from time to time, and then I went home and I I wrote down and I sent it back to my friend. I said, "Is this what he told me?" He's like, not really. Uh, it's it's different, but I mean, it's like kind of. But uh-huh. I I altered it based on misunderstanding what I was told, and I realized. But I still felt what I felt about it, and I know he did call me the ruletista and said that that is you. So I knew I knew that part, and I knew like kind of the story, but I realized it didn't matter because I felt the way I felt, and I understood the story the way I understood it, and I realized that the listener holds half the power, you know, and mm-hmm. that like it doesn't doesn't matter what story you tell if yeah. they hear it the way they want to hear it sure that story now exists between you and the person as this thing that doesn't necessarily it exists between both of you but yeah. it might be different and yeah. i realized it doesn't matter what i get up on stage and tell people they're still going to decide how this thing what it is they're going to still decide what i am and what this is and you know so screw it let them let them write the ending you know let them author let them author the work also with sure. you and do it collectively um, so I, I chose to latch onto that story the way that we latch onto all of our stories, whether it's, you believe you're, you know, you're unloved because you, you don't, you know, you don't have both parents or you, you feel insecure about, you know, your appearance because you're told you're not, you know, meeting the standards of society or whatever. Yeah. Like we all tell ourselves these stories and he told me a story, but I chose to believe it. And I internalized it in a way that made it real for me regardless of his intentions, it, it, that's how I took it. Sure. And that, that's, it's interesting that you, you point that detail out about the listener, because I think that applies to 
like everything in life. You know, it's like, right. It, right. it's like, you know, when right. you, when you, somebody reacts a certain way, somebody gets mad about something and you're like, yeah, but like this, this is, you did like, this is your choice to, uh, take the information and, and like, you're creating this narrative. It's not because like I put it on you. It's, you know, right. you're the one who's actually gets to to make a decision here. Right. And it's, you know, I, I, I mean, I haven't thought about it this way, but I guess it is similar to comedy in that sense. And that it's like, you think something's funny mm -hmm. and, and you say it and they laugh or not, but it's like, Look, if you say something that you think is funny and no one else in the room thinks it's funny, is it yeah. funny? You know, like, yeah. is it what at what point is the thing funny or not funny? And and uh, and we yeah, we, we all make those decisions. Sometimes it's a collective decision that we make together. But, Very true. But uh, but for me, for me, uh, again, yeah, I was just interested in the idea of someone telling me who I am kind of before I even know who I am, regardless of of what he told me. I just really like the idea that someone went. You know who you are? You're this person. Yeah. And you'd be like, how the, how could you fucking know that? You don't even know me. Like, yeah. how do you know that? And it's funny and, because, and, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I got nothing. No, I, I just, I, I was saying that like, there's times in life when I like, like just thinking back where when some, like someone does something like that, where it feels good, it feels good to, to get a label or something that you find, like someone yes. says something desirable about that you, that you find desirable and you go, okay, I'm going to embrace that label. I'm going to do like, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm that. Okay, cool. And then there's times yeah. where, you know, somebody says something, you know what you are and you're like, Hey, what the fuck, you know? And, and you, yeah. you resist it. Um, or you, you don't want that label, you know? Right. Well, I totally, yeah, I get that. And I also, I just say, I appreciate like right now in this conversation, I really appreciate something that's probably not obvious to you at all, but, um, I, you don't, I don't get the sense that you're trying to make me or anyone laugh right now which no. is really awesome. Like it's really refreshing because like a lot of time I've done a lot of talking to people in the last couple months because of sure. the film and the book. And it's funny because you find like people settling into their personas and they're even, even in context where they're not necessarily, where they don't have to be that person. So like, I know you as a comedian, I know you're a very successful comedian. It's very funny. And like, so like just 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 the act of you having a real conversation with me like authentically is like kind of a revolutionary act in a way like it's wow. like it's 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 it's, it's, it, it's like it's not startling but it's like it breaks what I know about you in a way that's really like that's, oh shit like that's very interesting he's just like yeah. he's yeah. able to just like sit down and talk and doesn't feel that that whatever that metronome we have of like I got to get a it's been it's been unfunny for a while. Yeah. I gotta get his oh right, right. Well, yeah. I gotta tell you, these are my, these are my favorite conversations to have. And uh, thank you for not doing to me what uh, happens in life all the time, which is uh, that I'm having a nice conversation like this, and then someone goes, "I thought you were supposed to be funny," and you're like, "Oh, cool, man. Well, I was enjoying talking to you like a human being." <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then you're like, "Thanks is that, a lot." Does, has, that ha has that happened before? Many times. Many oh, times. Okay. And, and sometimes no, see, they'll like, it, sometimes you're like, you're literally having like a, like a, I like got a dinner or something, you know, like you're having a, a dinner party and someone's like, yeah. Hey man, like you're a comedian. And you're like, Oh yeah. And then they're like, I mean, what's up though? And you're like, what's up with what? And they're like, well, like we've been sitting here like 45 minutes. You haven't said one fucking funny thing yet. And you're like, you know what I'd like to do is get the check. So, 
Um, yeah. It actually happened to me in the hospital recently, which was an, an interesting nice. place for it to happen, where I was, uh, you know, just recovering from multiple surgeries. And one of the nurses was like, hey, man, you know, you've been here a few days. No one's laughing. What the fuck? And I'm like, wow, for real? And then she was like, I think I upset you. I'm like, you didn't upset me. But like, have you considered that I'm recovering from surgeries and that I thought right. I could just, I don't know, be a patient? Well, it to me, it, it, it exposed like, yeah, it, it, it exposes the you're a person in a way that's like, yeah, uh, refreshing. And I, and and I, you know, it's hard to know, like what that means for you. But like, it's it's just it's it's nice. It, it's nice for me. Oh, like, well, well, thank I, I, you. I appreciate that. I, I, cause I feel, I feel there's like a lot of insecurities about like, uh, you know, you always want to keep up with people sure. and, 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 uh, and, but like, sometimes it's, it's really hard to talk about this work in a, uh, and, and, and yuck it up. Oh uh, yeah, man. It's, yeah. It's, no. just, it's not ripe for that. And it's no, like, I totally agree. No, this is like, tough. no, this is, this is a fun thing to like discuss, like the, you know, just the, like the reality of the theme and the show. Um, yeah. One of the things I was going to tell you was that, that I was so thrilled that I didn't know because it's so fun to see it evolve. And I think I mm -hmm. saw it come about the same way that I'm sure an audience member at home or the live audience members who go into the show being like, I don't know what I'm about to see is when you first pick up a deck of cards and you pick mm -hmm. up the deck of cards and, and you're like, oh, I wanted to learn how to do this. And I'm like, oh, Oh, cool. Yeah. He can shuffle cards. Like, you know, that's a cool skill. And like, I remember that my mother, uh, my mother is an avid bridge player and always oh, like yeah. always into card games uh, as kid, like always, always. And she could do, I mean, I don't know any of the terms, but the shuffle with the, with the bridge, I think it's called, right? Yeah, so the bridge. Yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, Whoa, that's so rad. Mm. And like, I don't know, trying for a minute and being like, well, I guess I can't do that. And just giving up. Right, 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 but right. so seeing, so you, like you, you, you know, you, you start it and it's kind of like introductory level basic. And you're like, I wanted to do like, you know, hold it certain ways. And then you're shuffling. I'm like, oh, he can shuffle. And then there's like a leap where you're like, oh, this is a world-class talent when it comes to cards that you're not expecting. Yeah. And it really like, right. it really shocks you. And I mean, it, part of it is that it brings about identity, I think, right? Because then you go like, this guy is, I don't know what the term you like, uh, magician or, or just, uh, I don't know, card. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. What what do it's I fine. call the, uh, the person who... Sleight of hand artist. Sleight of hand, hand artist. Where like yeah. you go, oh my God. And then the, the skills that you show get to a point where, you know, we're left ultimately at the end of like this this display going like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm seeing right now. Because you, you can't even, somebody who's not skilled or, or trained in, in the field can't even conceive of what you're doing at the point when you're, yeah. you know, when you blindfold yourself, it's like, I didn't like, yeah. so you were, you hardcore, uh, devoted, elite level yeah. sleight of hand artist. And yes. then you started as a child. Yeah, I was very young and it, it, it is that was my version of football or yeah. or um, any and pick pick any obsession. Um, I, I wanted to be, you know, I, I wanted to be the best sleight of hand artist in the world, bar none. Like that was that was my goal. And it was a pretty 
it was good because it was simple. It was simple in terms of, of, yeah. a, of, a, of a path. And yeah. that was the path I was on for, you know, eight years or so and of just that's it. This is this is the thing. And then I started to realize the limitations of that path and how, uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about it. Commercially is not the right, right word. I wasn't thinking about what it meant to do that in the context of the world. I, I, like, like, uh, there, you know, if you're like, I want to be the best comic, you know, no, assuming there's a best comic, but sure. like, I want to do that as well as anyone in the world. I want to be the next Jerry Seinfeld, um, uh, or, or, or who, whoever, uh, like that, that there's a path if you, that's what you do sure like there's a clear like okay i'm gonna hit the circuit i'm gonna go i'm gonna work in the nightclubs and then i'm gonna get on you know the tonight show and then i'm gonna uh have my own whatever and i know that that's broken up now but but growing up there was a path for that and yeah it, and it and i didn't know i didn't look i didn't care about performing was kind of the rub and it's why i didn't notice it earlier i, I really had no interest in the performative aspects of sleight of hand and, and magic and illusions. I was interested in the craft of it and just that I didn't care about doing it for people at all. Really? And so it wasn't until later. Yeah. It, it was a really unusual um, thing for, for a kid to actually be into this stuff, but not want to show it to people. You didn't I want to put on a show. Never. Wow. Never did. There's no pictures of me doing shows as a kid. There's no like, wow. you know, uh, there, it was, it was just for me. And, 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 uh, I talk about that in the book in the, and it's part of, part of, you know, I grew up, uh, and I say it in the show of like, you know, because of my mother, uh, mm -hmm. and the, how I was raised, I grew up keeping secrets. And yep. so I kept secrets long before I found, you know, magic and sleight of hand. And so, you know, I had six years of, of practice keeping secrets uh, that felt life or death to me of hiding the fact that my mother was gay from the world mm -hmm. um in in colorado because it felt really dangerous to tell people um and and then you know 12 year old kid finds that there's an entire world that's devoted to the, the you know the practice uh and utility of secrets and secrecy and so i was i was gonna learn how this this was this is it. Like I'm already doing this. It's really taking a toll on me. And now there's this world that, that can teach me how to wield secrets and carry them in a way that, that no other art field or craft could. Yeah. And it was, it was that for me, it wasn't go out and do a show and put out, that was the opposite. That was, that was drawing more attention to myself. And I just wanted to be invisible. I wanted to just be normal and fit in and not be the, you know, kid with a gay mom in a town, you know, I yeah. wanted to just, be normal and hide from the world that was and so that part of the show by the way i mean that's like one of the first times where like i think it really evokes emotion you know is like just you well that was you telling yeah. those stories you know and 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 the bullying and the and like you know it's it's just like you can't help but but get emotional about it that yeah and that was that was you know um that was intentional for a few reasons one like i knew i wanted to do a show that that shook people up in the sense that like I, I thought about it like a boxer i never wanted you to find your footing as soon as you knew as soon as you thought you knew what this show was uh -huh. i'm gonna i'm gonna make it so that you you you're disoriented again and yeah. don't know what this is and i thought if i keep you on the on the on the one path for too long you'll start to make associations and start to decide what this thing is and so mm -hmm. I, I and i knew that 
you know, no one has ever said the word faggot in a magic show mm-hmm. or what could be perceived as a magic show, you know, and, and, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, and, and like, at least not in the way that it's used in my show. Like, and, and I, I knew that, that, that for every, because there's some artifice involved naturally because of what I grew up learning and what I implement in the show, everything else had to be honest. Everything about the show had to be authentic and honest. And I had to, to really bring that to the table and to the foreground um, and, and just use any sort of deception at, to elevate the, the, the truths that were in the show. Yeah. And it's a great balance between those, those truths that you're, you, you share and, and yeah. the keeping you like guessing or not knowing where this is going. Yeah. And the not knowing the mystery for me, it was very important for the mystery and the not knowing uh, to, to function as a metaphor for the larger picture of identity. And that like, we are more mystery than not. And we, you know, what's behind the veil of who you are is, is actually more of who you are and learning to appreciate those things that I can never see about you or anyone for that matter. Yes. And it's, and, and, you know, a, a good illusion is a good example of a person in that, that there's what you see, but really there's all this mechanics behind it or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know, arcane, you know, knowledge behind it. And, and uh, and it really is who we are is that we're we're what you see but there's, there's really all this stuff behind the curtain that no one will ever see that no one and, will ever see and, and and so i i you know thought it would be a good use of that as a as a way of communicating it oh that's it's brilliant man it's brilliant and i and i can't help but like think about it too in terms of like you know when you meet new people like new people come into your life for whatever reason mm-hmm. like yeah. you know I've, i have a number of like people that are new to my life in the last few months yeah. And I can't help but think about that because the thing about meeting somebody new is is like you you're meeting what they're presenting, and and then your mind goes like, oh, this person is are these five? Th-? You know, what I mean, you define them because like that's how our brains process things. Yeah. And then, you know, through the natural process of getting to know someone, all those things get shifted, right? Like it's, yeah. it's and especially I think when the person is new to your life. Cause you yeah. go like, you make your, uh, this, I'll put them in this box. This is who they are. And then, you know, a couple weeks, a month or two later, it, it all starts to shift for you. And, 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 yeah. and it's, it's all, it's all in that under that umbrella of identity and seeing and knowing and telling yourself, I know this person. And then realizing that you don't know like even a fraction of what, the, what makes up this person. Yeah. And it's true. You know, it's, True. And I find I find that happening for me more now um, uh, because I'm, I'm forced to interact with people more yeah. now, uh, oddly, even though we're in a pandemic. But like because of stuff coming out, I'm forced to engage with people. Sure. And and uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, just like I said earlier, like uh, I didn't I didn't mean to come into our conversation with any expectations, but I know you as being a very funny person. And yeah. the last thing I saw was you with uh, uh, Bert or Brett. Bert? Yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett. Yeah. I mean, that's th- that conversation is kind of the opposite of this conversation. It's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, and so, like, but, but, like, uh, you're right. And like, and and it's it's for me that is, I don't I don't have a fear of the unknown or or like I like mystery and uh-huh. I like and I I think that it's it's kind of, um, you know it's a synonym for hope in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and that it's what could be and not 
uh, I'm not afraid of it, but, um, but I, I realized that even I have like, yeah, a, a, that exactly what you're talking about. I didn't say anything useful there, but it, no, felt, it, it, was. Felt, it felt real and it felt important. It did. It was, um, <laughs> I want to ask you something about mis like a mistake or it, whether mistakes happen. Um, so a lot of times, like when I, you know, when I'm on tour, let's say, uh, and I, you know, you have, you know, you have your heavy, like your home run bits when you, when you're doing like an hour of, of stand up, mm -hmm. let's say, right. You know, so there's, you know, you, if you could rank your jokes in an hour set, let's say on a score of, uh, you know, hopefully they're all at least on a scale of one to 10, like yeah. five or six or more, but then like you have yeah. your, you have your heavy hitters, right? Like your nine and your tens. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if you've been torn for months, you'll come around, you're round in third and you're like, all right, um, you know, here's like a big, heavy hitting joke and you'll yeah. just like stumble in the, in your, maybe you, yeah. maybe you forget the connective tissue that like, that no, makes totally. the punchline work. Yeah. And what I'm wondering though, is like that, I, I can imagine that happening in the show, but I'm talking about in the specifics of like your, your card, you know, skills. Like, do you ever, is there ever like, you know, Hey, and here's a tennis yeah. page. And they're like, that's a fucking two. I, I uh, yeah, the answer is yes, but not in, not in New York, which uh -huh. actually was stunning to me um, that I did 552 shows. Fucking 552 times. Yeah. Jesus, and not man. a single card was out of place uh, for any show, which was God. which was a, which was as surprising to me as anyone. Um, uh, I can't say the same in LA when I was still getting back into stroke. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, when things go wrong, uh, it's it is it is the same as a joke in that it's a binary of it either kills or it, nothing, like or or it gets yes. like you know it's like it either. And even even when it gets some laugh, you know the difference, and you go, "It didn't work. Like it just didn't work. Yeah, it wasn't. That's not what it's supposed to sound like or look like." Uh huh. And and it is a uh, it is uh, not to draw comparisons uh, like one versus the other, but there is a big difference in the sense that if you if you fuck up a miracle, uh, it doesn't just fuck up that miracle. It fucks up every miracle you do from then on like uh -huh. for the night so it's it's like a if you if you mess up a joke that joke may and you can write it off yeah and now you go on and you kill with another joke right a few minutes later or whatever sure it doesn't really work that way when you're crafting like w when you're messing with uh, belief systems and really trying to to get get above to elevate it above tricks Mm -hmm. You know, because there's tricks and you can do tricks and people yeah. like tricks. But yeah. if you're really trying to uh, affect people and elevate what they shift their perception of what this world is and not in a literal way of like, I I'm showing you that the world is different, but to show them something that is so awe inspiring that they think that the world could be different or uh -huh. that things might not be as they thought they were not in this room, but in the world at large if you somehow mess it up in a way that it, it, it exposes the artifice, you have reminded them of what you've been trying to conceal from them, which is that there's a crack, right? That this is not just happening. It is, it is all part of it. It is all part of some grand illusion of the experience. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a real bummer. 
when that happens. That's so and, interesting that it's so di like you're right. When like I've never thought of it, and and then you say it now, and I'm like, oh yeah, that would that that's almost like you would not stop thinking about it, right? Like you would during you'd be, the performance. You yeah, would. you'd be disassociated from yeah. the yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's painful. I tell you, it's very painful because uh, it's that's why like the first. The first half of the performance is more important, even though it's 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 uh, uh, the stakes aren't as high as far as like the stuff that's at, like the jokes aren't as good. But the but you have to land them even better because right. you're 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 layering on top of it, you yeah. know, and, and I'm sure that's the same in in comedy where you're you're layering until yeah. the, the, the so big you, finish. Sure. But if you're trying to paint a portrait that all fits together, it all needs to. It all needs to work. It all needs like to you work. Can't have, you can, this piece can't be missing because you fucked it up earlier. It's like the the the, the image is, is broken and they realize that like, oh, I guess I guess if that worked, then this would probably be better, you know? Yeah. And, and so when it's tied, when they're tied to each other, there's just a fragility of the work that it's like everything's got to be right or yeah. else it's, or else nothing is in a sense is what it feels like. And there, there are plenty of times where and I, I, you know, it's my fault. I engineered a lot of uncertainty into the show, but like I come out, am I, am I good? Am I here and present and doing what I need to do? And then I immediately, and I, you know, all that's under my control. And then I immediately hand the stage over to someone else, to a, a random person who wrote something that I've never read. And now I'm going to let them perform it or read it on stage. Yeah. Well here, you know, we're rolling the dice there. That's a big roll and, of the dice. And, and this is part of the the authenticity of the show in that I couldn't claim that I I couldn't claim that I was or was not the ruletista if I wasn't actually loading the chamber yeah. with a bullet and spinning it and giving it to you know like and and that's part of it is like this I hope this works yeah you know I hope this goes well um, and some nights it didn't you know and some nights like all right that didn't go so well how about this? And then, you know, that went well, but so like to really have it all the stars align and everything to work in a way that's, um, you know, impactful on a, on a, on a, a level that's elevated beyond a theater show beyond, you know, just a, a nice evening out. To, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that yeah. was. Yeah. That, that's something beyond anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that's, it took a lot. It took a lot of doing. Uh, man, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it, it feels like that. It feels like it took a lot. It feels like a a show that so much went into. How many, like, I wasn't, wanted to ask you, how many people know the ins and outs of the entire show? You know what I mean? Like, I mean. Nobody. No, no. I mean, th you know, th th two, three other people. Wow. And. Yeah. And can like, cause I, w I wondered this, like as it, as it became clear that you're a high level, you know, uh, a visual artist and, and, uh, you know, a sleight of hand and all that, like can other, would it, another high level person know, you know what I mean? Like if somebody's like a really talented illusionist. Yeah. I mean the, you know, uh, I'm sure there's some elements of like game recognizes game yeah. going on, but like, um, no, no, I, I wouldn't, I would not i would say that not everyone knows like i mean i know just from experience of all the people who came to the show and then asking me afterwards yeah. like what, the fuck, what was that how the yeah. fuck did that work like yeah. what was going on there so yeah no it, it was um i don't think everything got everyone but but 
but no one walked away going like, I got it. I, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, it's because there's just too much. Dude, there's, um, there's something. And I know, I know that it's, uh, I'm not trying to break the, yeah. uh, the etiquette of like, so how'd you pull that off, man? But yeah, uh, yeah. like, cause I, everybody knows, I mean, I have friends and, you know, the work sure. at the magic castle and, and um, you know, that like, it's, it's your guy's world. But I mean, so there's like, there's one thing where I'm just like, I, I don't even know how you conceive of this. Like, I understand conceptually the brick. Dis- I don't know how you do it, but like, you know what I mean? I go like, oh yeah, we've seen somebody go. Yeah. And you've also had the thought, I wish I could make this disappear. So yeah. the concept like is familiar to you, right? Yeah. And then you have the letter, the letter. Yeah. <laughs> read like where you, you climb up that ladder and you pull these letters out of the wall and then random people pulled out of the audience and then they read, a, they open a letter and you warn them beforehand that when they open the letter, it's going to like change and it'll be like a personal letter to them. And then we right. watch this emotional experience take place. I actually know that like a lot of people would go, well, like that has to be a plant. Oddly enough, my agent's girlfriend's friend is, is in the show. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. uh, one of the people reading a letter. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you know, I just went to the show. Dude, how do you even conceive of something so preposterous as that yeah. illusion? That's, really, that's a really good question because that is the right question to ask. It's not, it, it is, that is the right question to ask. Not how do you do it, but how do you conceive of it? Because the, really, the hardest thing to do is to, is to let go of what you think is possible. Yeah. And, and knowing, and knowing, and, and, and allowing yourself the freedom to ask, what if, what if this happened? Uh-huh. What if, what if, what if, um, you know, and, and, and I, I have worked very hard as like a knee jerk reaction or as a, what's it called? When you have, when you want to do the opposite of what you're trained to do, uh-huh. um, I have a lot of knowledge about this stuff. So I, I do know how, how the mechanics of, of the way, you know, mechanics of a joke. Yeah, you 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 understand how a joke works, right? But 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 you have to figure out a way to ignore that, and I feel like that's like something that like, you know, I'm a big, I was a big I am a big fan of like Andy Kaufman, you uh-huh. know, of of like, how, what if you ask a different question? What if you're not there to get laughs, but uh-huh. you still maintain the mantle of being a comedian? Uh-huh. What does that even mean? How do you how what does that make you? You know, and 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 how how can you evoke that like how how can those two things coexist how can you be a comedian and not make people laugh and do that and and so i i ask myself a lot of questions like that and give myself the freedom to not stick to what i know and ask myself what if this happened and if you allow yourself and and you're gonna have a lot of people if you talk to a lot of people telling you that's not possible not possible yeah yeah I, i had a lot of that happened on my own team, you know, like I have a very small team of people with different sets of knowledge. Uh, and I would say things and, and they'd be like, you keep that. It's not going to work. Right. And I'd be like, I, I don't know that yet. Like, I, I'm not sure I, we need to see, maybe it can. Now I also happen to be surrounded by dreamers, you know? So I mm-hmm. like, I do surround myself with people who like that. And they're like, well, man, that'd be, let's see yeah. if we can do, you know? And so, so I, I just give myself the freedom to ask the question uh, of what if, what if we did this? Like, what if this happened? 
and then keep believing in it even even past the point of it's stupid and 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 you probably should have turned back or 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 you're losing time yeah to to or, or there's not enough time i, I would three three months before we opened in la i was staring at the wall and i and i just said out loud what if they all just fell like mm-hmm. all these boxes what if they just fell mm-hmm. you know and and uh and frank was sitting he's like what are you talking about and i i explained and he goes you can do that and i went i don't know i don't know i have no idea there's only one way to find out you know and so this is before that, you open the show this is before i opened the show yeah and so but it was three months before and i was still allowing myself to ask those questions you know uh, uh, uh the freedom to to what if what if this happened and and around people who who encourage that sort of um irresponsible behavior yeah you know because we're playing with people's money we're playing with people's time we're yeah. playing with people's everything you yeah. know and but like i was willing to go out there and fail uh with that show and there's this I've um, about three, three. In a way, this this is part of an answer to your question. It's not maybe. I don't know if I'm satisfying it. You can interrupt me. No, no, no. um, Around that time, uh, maybe a little, a little later, cut to like a month later, and in in the studio in Los Angeles that I was basically working on the show, and Frank took me to lunch. Frank Oz is the director. Yeah, which yeah, I was going to ask you like. I didn't realize that he directed the show yeah. and not just the film. Yeah, he directed the show. Yeah, that didn't was, know that. that was, yeah, and and uh, he took me to lunch one day, or took, took me to co- coffee. He said, let's go. We were rehearsing something, which just kind of meant like me staring at the floor, wondering like kind of what, what my next move was, figuring out how to tie these threads together. Um, uh, because a lot of it, for me, it's like, there it'd be like writing a concept album in the sense of like if you're like i'm going to do an album that's all about identity so every every bit will or piece will be about identity mm-hmm. um you could do that and you could write like a story here a story there a story there the real challenge was how the hell do you make this uh, an, an arc like a like tossing a dart and having it sail and as opposed to like tossing it and then picking it up 10 feet and then tossing it you know and then how do you how do you how do you connect all of these threads? And so that was really the hardest part of all of it. And we're sitting there and it was so weird. I have people talking about like and I've never done the show before coming back the next day and giving people letters and telling them what's going to happen before it happens, which is totally counterintuitive to like every, you know, 101. Sure. Uh, you know, you're supposed to do uh, all these disparate pieces. How the hell it snake for a nose tree trunks for legs how is this yeah. gonna all fit together frank could tell i was struggling he took me to lunch and he said are you I, I need to ask you something and i need you to be honest with me are you gonna be okay if no one likes this and i was like what do you mean he's like if you're like he's like i mean that like if you're gonna be okay if we this thing comes out and uh the reviews are bad and people don't get it and are you gonna be okay and and uh, I didn't have an answer for him because I didn't expect that question. Yeah. And I wanted to give him an honest answer. And so I said, I'm going to need to think about that because I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so 
we went back to the rehearsal space and we rehearsed for the rest of the day. And as we were packing up to go home, I, 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 real, I, I said, I have an answer for you from your question earlier. Yes, I'm going to be okay. And he said, okay, good. Why? How do you know that? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you, and I said, because like I set out, you know, to make a thing that no one has ever seen before. And that is representative of the ideas in the show uh, of this, this magical creature that can't be described. And I'm sitting in this room with you and other, you know, uh, you know, Mark Mothersbaugh would come by and talk about the music and Glenn Kino, who I worked with and, and, you know, all these great people who were high level artists. Yeah. Had no fucking clue what was happening. Yeah. They're like, what is, what the fuck are we doing here, man? Yeah. And I said, and the fact that the people I respect are approaching this going like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I said, that means we've kind of already done it. We've already done what like we set out to do. And if they don't get it, that's kind of just an extension of the piece. Like it's, it's yeah. kind of the point. Like, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Like, I know I'll be okay. But like, yeah, them not getting it they're they're one of the blind guys you know like yeah what can i do dude it, go ahead go it. ahead well I, no so 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 i kept i kept allowing myself like I, I built something that allowed me to 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 keep asking the questions that were impossible you yeah know, as opposed to playing it safe and i think that yeah it's that, anything but safe yeah and so that that really is kind of a long answer to your question but that's really the core of it that it's it's so cool because all good art comes from taking a you have to take a risk i mean right. i cannot have like a real holy shit joke that, mm-hmm. that that involves no risk the biggest payoffs in in comedy come mm-hmm. from some type of risk whether it's the topic itself itself the premise or saying something that you know is going to get a pushback but then pulling the pin to release like you have there's there's risk in in that inherently mm-hmm. um so, and I feel like taking a great risk is what gets you a great product, you know, if it, if it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work for sure. But I, you bring up a point that I actually, I, or something that I wanted to ask you about. And that is that when you make something like in and of itself, like this type of show, that like one of the things you say to yourself is like, what should I take from this? At, at, right? Like some things come to you naturally. And I wonder if you as the creator and as the artist do you it, has it ever occurred to you that like well like this is what the point is or this is because i know that as an audience goes like I, you know i i want like they question like what what is the ultimate thing what 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 makes me feel like i get it you know cuz i had my first mm. person who i I recommended it to a bunch of people, right? And like, I mean, obviously online, I got a bunch of feedback, but I'm saying in my personal life, and I had that first person uh, so far that goes like, I don't, I don't get it though. And you could see that they go, could could you tell me like what I'm supposed to get out of it? Uh, They want the answer basically. And I just wonder how you feel about that type of question or, you know, commentary on the show. Um, it's a real barometer. Like the show really is a good, um, like I could see people using the show for like dates, like mm-hmm. showing people and go like, what do you think of this? And like yeah. how they react to it might yeah. determine yeah. their level of investment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because people have different reactions to it. For uh, sure. And, and you bring what you will to it, but it is, a. 
I mean, the show's a mirror and it, it, it was constructed that way. The real secret of the show, the, the real thing that I've, I've said, so it's not a secret, but it really, really was never about me. The show was, ne- it, I used stories about myself as a way of accessing or allowing them to access the ideas. But the real secret is that it, I genuinely didn't want to make a show about about me or who I am and all that. That, that had no interest to me. I, I was interested in making a show that explored the nature of the elusive, uh, the the illusory elus- nature of identity, and that it, what the fuck is it? You know, mm-hmm. like and 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 are we who we say we are, or are we who others tell it? Like just just explore that and see what comes of it. And then put that on a, on a stage for people, um, but it's a mirror, and people will get what they want out of it, and they will see what they they will see what they want, and if and if they don't like, I if they only look outward at it, I totally understand someone going, what the fuck, what is this? I don't understand this. Yeah, like it's or or the 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 hardest one uh, is. Uh, and I say it's why I say it in the film. I say it in the show is that, that I know you won't believe me. Like I know that you won't believe me, mm-hmm. and knowing you won't believe me is the only reason I'm going to tell you the truth. That's a really important uh, sentence and line in the show because I, people people struggle with with the fact that all right, this is a stage. This guy does sleight of hand. He's, he tells he's a liar of some sort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and yet I feel like he's telling me the truth and I feel like, uh, he's being real right now. Uh And, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of people have like a negative reaction of calling it like emotionally manipulative, which Hmm. I found very, very fascinating. Never once heard that as I was doing the live show ever, uh, you know, did the show for a few years, never once heard that. Uh, but, but in the film. Uh, I've heard that a few times where people have a negative reaction of like, ah, it's emotionally manipulative. And it was, it was kind of stunning to me when I first heard that, because for me, the, uh, everything in it is so authentic that yeah. it, it's the opposite of, of manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Manipulation. I've never coaxed anyone into anything. I've never, you know, it's just, and also like, can I tell you where I think that comes from? Yes, please. It comes from a place of fear from, an audience member knowing that you're capable of fucking with them. Like, I think that that's kind of what's going, because there's this, one of the themes that you touch on, and I actually really, really like that you touch on it. uh, You talk about like the wolf, you know, and Mm -hmm. that, that you're, you're the wolf and that we don't really know. Like there's this great story about what I understand as you, being this skilled guy with cards and then kind of going it into a different path of like these underground card games. And that's what that book is about. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. uh, yeah. So when I'm watching the show, I go, Oh, he's done like some fucked up thing. Like that's how I yeah. interpreted that. That's and, right. And like, that's true. Some dark shit. Um, yeah. and so there's a couple of things that happen when I hear that a, I'm reminded of that. There's a wolf, there really is a wolf in everyone. Everyone's capable of that. Um, of we all can choose to make, you know, good decisions and bad. And, and usually everybody has at least some experience in going down the different paths. Yeah. Um, but it's, so it's just really interesting that you touch on it. I mean, and it reminds me actually of, of, you know, growing up watching 
crime shows and, and specifically like biographies of like really bad people. And you go like, how's, how's, how's this possible? And, and you know, there's details, but like the, the general sense is that like, you look, that's actually, that's a, a human being that could have done this or that. And they go down this path and you go like, it's, it's not a monster. That's my whole thing about it is like, right. it's not a scary monster. It's a man who did right. these things. Right. And, 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 and so when you, when you, talk about the wolf and I'm, I'm reminded of like the wolf and me. And then I go, what's up with the, with Derek though? Like what, what are the things that he's done? And then you see your capability to entertain us and tell us the story and, and show your skill set of, of what you're capable of. And like, I feel I end up trusting you during the show. I like, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like, right? I, I trust this guy. You're, you're vulnerable. You're emotionally accessible. You're intelligent. You're funny. You present yourself in a way where I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm invested in it and I, I feel that you're a good guy. And so I, I, I trust, yeah. you know, that, that there's something there, but there's a part of everyone's, I think mind that goes, this guy could fuck with me in a not fun and enlightening way. If he so chose to hundred yeah. percent. And that I think, I think people who are scared of that go, he's mm-hmm. a fucking manipulator because that makes, a, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, and I have, I have been, uh, the reason it's like startling to me is because I'm hyper aware and sensitive to that as like, um, I understand what, I understand what misusing my skill sets looks like. I've seen people do it. I see people do it and I understand, uh, what it looks like when people, uh, you know, fuck with people or, yeah. or just take advantage of it in a performative sense of make you believe things that aren't true. That, mm-hmm. that I, 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 my goal is always to use the skills that I have to, to reveal things that are true, not to try to convince you of things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no interest in convincing you that I am know things that you don't know or I'm powerful uh, in, in some sort of like supernatural sense or these things. Yeah. Um, I don't talk to the dead or anything like that. Bullshit. You are a fucking wizard, dude. Yeah, but 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 I think it's more interesting that like that's what good art should fucking do. Yeah, it should rock your fucking world. And it you should feel shit, and you should you should confront yourself and your own demons, and you should look. You know, it should hold a ugly mirror up to be like Jesus Christ. I didn't. I don't even want to look at that because it's too raw and too real. Yeah, and like I I you know exposing the trickster aspect of who I am is part of what needs to happen in the yep. sense that like. I need you to understand that this is artifice. I need you to understand that because if you think it's anything else, you're going to miss the point. Like yeah. you're, you're going to, you might misattribute it to something supernatural and that's out of this world. But I need you to be uncomfortable with the world we're in. Yes. I need you to, I need you to deal with the world we're living in, not some mythical world that right. you hope exists. I need you to really look this in the eye and fucking deal with it. And so I think that, um, uh, yeah, I think you, you, if you if you approach the work, my, certainly if you approach my work with an intellectual headspace, it's you're gonna miss like half the value of it. Yeah, like because you're gonna be like, ah, but I bet that's how that's done. And and while you're having that thought, yeah. you've missed, like a train that's just run by. Yeah, because it's, it's an emotional ride. There's one thing I, again. This is about uh, two things I want to ask you before. I know you have to go. So um, this is fun. I enjoy talking to you. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask, so that there's this, it's right before the, the ending of the, of the show that we see on film mm-hmm. where 
we saw obviously people enter and there's cards, right? And they choose I am, and then it's like a tearaway mm -hmm. card. And then mm -hmm. there's labels on there. I'm an engineer. I am a reflection. I am a leader. I am this, I am that. And then we see up in the show that you just look at people and yeah. I guess you could, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know if the right word is guess, but you just, I see them, you see them, I and, see you, them. and you say, you say the label that they have, right? Yeah. What I wanted to ask is, did the live audience see you um, refresh the the, wor the the words before you stand and look and say them? You know what I mean? Like, because in the in the mm -hmm. film, you just no no kind of cuts get, to that. You know, the journey of the car, like the journey of the cards in the film, is representative of what they were on stage. After everyone walked in, they were moved to the table where they stayed the entire show until the very end when I placed them on the scale. That was that was it. That was Jesus the whole Christ, thing. Derek. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we tried to be, I, I mean, I, I insisted that the, the, there was a very careful balance of, of what people experience. I couldn't betray either audience. Right. The, the, the film works because it, it, I did, our, you know, we, we did our best to, to not betray either audience. We couldn't betray the audience who had seen the show live, and we couldn't betray the people at home who, were, who couldn't experience it live now. And so we had to serve both masters mm -hmm. and, and doing that was, you know, pretty typical for this show. It's pretty on par for everything where it has to have this duality of it has to work for both things. But um, yeah, it was tough because, you know, you want, you want them to know what the journey is, but we always know that like, well, we're cutting away, like anything yeah. can happen. Right. There is a sacrifice there, but ironically that sacrifice actually helps it in a sense that I have had so many people say that they, they, got more out of the film or they understood the show differently after seeing the film because the one thing that's happening in the film that you can't really know in if you haven't seen it live is that it's moving the ideas to the foreground instead of the background because in the show uh if you were to sit there there were plenty of people who would come back and be like all right i'm gonna watch yeah i'm gonna watch everything and uh and i created it so that you could do that so then people would come back and they'd watch and go shit like I, everything just looks exactly as it should and mm -hmm. damn uh in the film we don't have that luxury and so but you don't so you end up realizing how irrelevant it is to spend time thinking about those things totally in the film so yeah. you focus on the things that matter and the things that matter are the things that i feel are ma that matter and uh and so it's this kind of like weird unexpected uh, perk of it being on film is that it really forces people to focus on the things that are important, but we tried to maintain the integrity of the live experience also. I think you, I think you do it extremely well. I think that like the, I mean, I never saw the live show, but like the, it is like, it really, it, it's high impact watching it on. And, and it's a fun rewatch. Like, cause it, it is, and, and not just to like try to understand yeah, yeah. how something works. It's like you, it's one of those shows where I actually didn't want to rewatch it too soon after my first viewing if that makes sense i i just wanted it, to like sit with it for a while it it does make sense i mean i've had people um you know like stephen colbert who produced the film yeah um bless bless his heart yes uh, bless his heart he 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 told me at one point he was afraid to come back and see the show again huh? because he didn't want to ruin the experience of what it's he had the first time fascinating yes and you're like you know i don't want to yeah i don't want to see it again and think like maybe i was just had too much to drink that night and thought it was funnier than it was yeah, yeah. Than it was and and uh and so yeah i totally get that and I, i've done that with movies where there's some movies that are so beautiful to me i don't want to watch them again and and go like eh, i didn't like it as yeah. much the second time sure um but 
the show is layered in a way that I think uh, you can discover things and they're connected in ways that you didn't realize that you couldn't have gotten the first time. Yeah. But the second time you go like, oh, God. oh yeah. Or or things like when I when I do simple things like when I tell the person uh, in a moment, you're going to open that and here's what you're going to see and we're going to see this. Uh-huh. The second time you watch that, you're going, he's just telling them. Yeah. What, and they're just sitting there listening and they don't know what the, they're going to be hit by a truck in a second. Yeah. I'm saying you're about to be hit by a truck. Yeah. You know, and they're like, uh-huh, truck, sure. I you think know. that moment specifically is heightened on a second viewing. Uh, you yeah. Because on the first time you're like, I don't like, what's he going to do? Is a bird going to fly out of the fucking letter or something? Yeah, like, yeah, you don't yeah, know. Yeah. And then when once it's registered to you that it happened, you're almost like, it almost feels like something different's going to happen the second time, yeah. even though you've seen it and you're like, oh my God. It, it actually, I think it was more, I cried during that the second time and not the first yeah, time. That's great. It's, it's, it's because, and that's another example of like, you're only left with the truth. You're not focused on any sort of deception or the surprise element. You're only left with the, with what it really is supposed to be. When I first, when I first thought of that and and I actually tried it this way for a while, um, I just wanted them to open the letter and go back to their seat, like read it, have whatever experience happened, good, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were people who opened it and went, hmm, okay, now what? You know, like yeah. that, that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were people who had reactions of like, wait a minute, how'd you do, you know, yeah. very performative and, and more interested in the how, how that happened element. Um, but I, I was interested in that, the transformation of a human and watching that you yeah. know, before our eyes. And I wanted to just do that. And I did it a few times and uh, people had no idea what was happening. And so I was, it's one of those things of like, you know, okay, I need to be a little more generous in what, what we give them. And so they know, but it's still like, leave it to them. I'm not going to ask them to verify anything. I'm uh-huh. just going to give them an opportunity if they'd like to share it. If they don't, great. If they do, great. Either way, it's up to them. It's a powerful moment, man. And I mean, yeah. it's one of the thrills, I think, of the human experience is even just watching, you know, watching people react, but like in a profound way, that's always moving, you know, like to see somebody yeah. get a gift or get emotional. I mean, it, it just moves you. It moves you. Well, that That's, that's, and that's like the end is, the end is long, you know, the end, uh, the end piece, the, 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 what I call the I am section, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, uh, yes. the very end. And, uh, I mean, that is, it was unthinkable to do that when we started because they're like, wait a minute. So like if a hundred people stand, we're just going to sit there and one by one, you're going to just like, that seems pretty boring. You know, or uh-huh. that seems people will sit through that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, a that's, it's not now it doesn't, it doesn't register that way because the film exists and the show exists. But yeah. before I had done it, I can imagine everyone's like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Like, it's like reading out of a dictionary. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, are, are you really going to just do that? And, and it just goes to the point of like, that's how deprived we are of, of that experience of just seeing people and being seen mm-hmm. that like watching a person recognize the existence of another person and seeing them as they see themselves is 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 a radical act and it's something that we'll just sit and watch yeah it's because that it just points out how utterly ridiculous it is that we don't really do that it's not the yeah 
because at some point it's like it's like reproduction of, of an artwork where at some point if you reproduce it enough times it's now it's not worth anything you know it's worth much less yeah uh, we reduce we re, you know i reduce the miracle factor each time that i do it it's like okay he can just do this apparently like, right this is just the thing he can do but the more you do it the the meaning value changes and it's like oh okay it's not about his ability to do that it's about this it's about what it's really about and that's so the, true the miracle part or the the wonder part kind of goes away and you're just left watching the essence the real the 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 you know the real essence of what this is about which is just like people seeing each other you know and how we don't do that and we don't do that and how it's it's literally like if you strip everything away what everyone wants is to be seen yeah. everybody yeah. wants to be seen everybody wants to be like truly seen and truly heard, you know? And, like, and to your question earlier of like, what, what, what is it about? Like, what is, if someone's like, what is it about? It's, it's about, it's about that. But if you really listen to the words and all of the, all of the pieces in their entirety, it's the idea that we are so busy fighting to be seen by others. We, we forget that we are others yeah. and that, maybe don't fight to be seen as much as you just fight to see others. And if yeah. we do that collectively, you know, it's, it starts to heal itself and we start to, to feel seen because you can't force people to, to see, see you. you. Yeah. You know, you can put on a funny hat or something, but it still doesn't mean anything. They see your hat. They don't see you. Yeah. And so, so really, you know, that if anything, it's that it's the responsibility of, of, of you know the agency we have in creating one another's identity and and we are it is it, seeing someone isn't isn't it's it's not a passive act we're doing something when we look at someone and make judgments and we're doing it whether we know it or not so it's just being a little more conscious of that that is really well said man um there's also by the way some nice uh, little kind of pop in like cameos that we see in the audience of like really well-known people, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We, we had a, you know, we had a lot to choose from uh, uh, because we, we filmed a lot and there were a lot of people, especially towards the end, we had a lot of people who, you know, the, the famous people wait till the last minute to do things. Of course. So they, they showed up. Um, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and we, we had, uh, we put, put some in there. We found that, you put too many in there and it starts to be any, any of them really yeah. are distracting. Yes. But, um, but for, for context and for kind of where we are in the world right now, I felt it was necessary to, to include some, the, some uh, because it, it does, it does the opposite thing. You know, set like so. that, the guy in the suit, the fashion, I recognize him like the fashion guy, you know, what oh, I mean? Tim Gunn, yeah, Tim, Tim Gunn. Gunn. He got very emotional when he did, yeah. when you like said yeah. his, you know, um, yeah. I recognize I saw W Kamal Bell, uh, um, at, yeah, at the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, yeah, Marina, Marina Bramovich, the artist, was in there. I saw David uh, Blaine was at the show. David Blaine was in one. Bill uh, Gates. Was Bill Gates. One. Well, uh, so I want to ask you if Bill Gates was like, "Hey, man, I'll give you two hundred million dollars if you tell me how all this shit works." I mean, would you, <laughs> would you give him the secret? Would you tell him? God, that's such a hypothetical. I know it's um, a lot of money though, and he, it, to him, so it might be in his wallet. So, you know, that is a lot. I I probably ask him what he what he what he wanted to do with it. First. He's like, no, nah, he's like, I'm just fucking rich, and I just want to know how this shit works. God, that's a good, that's a good hypothetical. Just, to, uh, that, that would be a dilemma. Do the fucking, do the thing for me. Show me how the brick goes away. And you're like, come yeah. on, man. He's like, here's $50 million right now. And you're like, right. all right, all right, right. all right. Right, yeah. Right, take that, there's always a price, I suppose. Yeah, dude, that's a high, if you're like thinking about this, you have really high standards. That's, I just offered you $200 million <laughs> to show me how some tricks work. And you're like, I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that, my, yeah, that drives my wife nuts. Okay. <laughs> oh, because you don't tell her. No, no, she's the first to. What are you doing? Take it. What are you? Take, doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do of it. Course, of what course. are you doing? And if I'm you like, hang ah. up, if you go tell her like, hey, I just got offered two hundred million dollars, but I turned it down because you know the integrity of the show. You're gonna get if, divorced tonight. Oh yeah, she. Yeah, yeah if I turned down two hundred million, she yeah. would. She would. She would murder me and then sell the secrets. Yeah. To, <laughs> to, to Bill. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Hey, this is awesome, man. Uh, I want to talk. So the book. Is is the book out? I don't know if I have like a. It's pre- out. It came out it's, yesterday. It came out yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. A moral man, and this is like a dive into that like wolf life that you lived at one point. Yeah, it's it's a deep, deep, deep dive into that, and it's uh um it's it's kind of a it's a companion to the show in a way that the the work talks to the work talk they talk to each other. The show talks to the book and the book talks to the show. That's but awesome. You don't, you don't necessarily have to consume them together. Um, you just, you'll notice that like, Oh, this, this makes sense. Uh, this is because it's because the, you know, they're true stories. So yeah. it's hard to not have those worlds uh, intersect, but it's very much, uh, you know, my first book and literally, you know, I tried to, I tried to write it as a book, you know, I tried to try to really turn it into a, a work of literature in a sense. Yeah. And so it's, it's a, it's a new endeavor for me. I would say, man, I got, I'm very excited to read it. I have a real appreciation for, you know, like design and the way things look. And I think your show, like the show when you watch it on, on Hulu, you know, I really appreciate it. I go, well, you know, this is a visual artist and, uh, you know, somebody mm-hmm. knows sleight of hand. So you, you really know how to like put like show, uh, you know what I mean? Like the, the design yeah. kind of, ele- and even like the cover of this book is rad. This is, this oh, is, thanks. this is awesome. Thanks. It makes sense when you read it. You'll 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 understand why it is what it is. Um, a lot of the a lot of the work I do, I guess, is like that, where you look at it and go, oh, "What am, what the fuck is this?" And then you you dig into it and you're like, "Oh, I get it now." Well, at see. least it looks fucking cool. So that's right. You know, Good. Yeah. That's how well, my dumb brain works. Like I should read this. It looks cool. <laughs> Good. No, judge judge it by its cover. Yeah, in that sense. for sure. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. So how? Because you yeah. now you mentioned it. I'm thinking it's just the film. How do you link up with Frank Oz like to to direct the sh- the the live show? Right. Well, he, uh, I met him through a friend, a friend of ours named Andy Nyman. He's an actor in England who Frank had uh, directed in uh, Death at a Funeral. Uh, Andy and I are friends and Frank and Andy are friends. And I was doing a show in New York and Andy told Frank, you should go see this guy. He's a friend of mine and I think you'd like him. And so Frank came and saw me do a show and afterwards introduced himself just as a, Hey, I'm a friend of Andy Nyman's. And I was very, I lost my shit a little. Oh, you did. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 And I do not, I'm not, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've met some people and like, I've, I'm trying to, you know, I don't really get starstruck, but I was, I was starstruck by Frank because I'm like, you're Frank Oz. And, and it's, he's such an interesting type of, I mean, he's a legend. He's, yeah, he's to me, he's a legend. Like, of course, and and uh, and he's so humble. And oh yeah, well, I just want to say hi, blah blah blah. And I, I'm I was like, well, I'm you know I'm here in New York. If you ever like, I'm because I lived in L.A. at the time, and so I was like, you know, we don't have anything to do. So if you ever want to grab a drink or something, you know, like yeah, he was very polite. Oh yeah, let's grab a drink. And so we had a drink and hit it off. And then he started. Uh, he his family lives in his kids at the time lived in. Uh, LA and so he would come out and visit them or work on something and come to LA and he would call me and like I was very surprised like hey I'm in town for the week you know if you want to come grab a drink or something so I did that for a while and then the show came about and I was I uh, you know 
I knew I needed, I didn't even want a director at first because I, I thought, well, if I have a director, then it's a, like a, it really is a one man show. Like it really feels more like a theater show. And yeah. Like a guy on stage and a director. I don't want this, but I, I was like, I really need someone. Uh, and so he was the first person that came to mind because when everyone thinks of Frank, everyone thinks of something different. Yeah. Everyone think not only does he have the chops, I know he has like d- directing chops, but more importantly, I knew that he could understand, I, I suspected that he could understand what I was talking about. Cause we had had, had conversations about, you know, the world, it doesn't matter. He, he can direct what little shop of horrors, dirty rotten scoundrels. What about yeah. pop? doesn't matter. He's still a puppeteer. To people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you just you do this and you, you do this make, yeah. funny, and make funny voices. Me yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 And people don't understand, you know, even what that means and like how to bring fabric to life in a way that it becomes a real thing that lives in our hearts. Yeah. And create childhoods like they, they don't people don't. There's a reason that those guys that the Muppets live in a way that name other puppets that are famous. Sure. You know, it's like they they knew how to bring things to life in a way that no one else did but they're still like puppeteers mm-hmm. so he 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 and i had a kinship and a bond over that sort of like being reductive over our our respective uh, practices and so i suspected he would understand what i was trying to do so i asked him if he would direct it and he said i don't know i, I don't know if i can be of value and so uh and you're sharing with him like concept at this like this is yeah, the con- yeah. i, I I told him, but he's like, I would need to know a little bit more before I felt, cause it's one of those things like, I don't know if I can be of value mm-hmm. to you. Like, I don't know even what this is. So I flew to New York and in his living room, I kind of pitched like what this was like. There's a story, Rulatista. And I told him what it was. And he's like, I, 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 I think I get this. Like, I think I can help you. And for him, it was like a total leap of faith and, and like a trust fall into the work just as I was like, cause I don't, I don't know what this is yet, Yeah, you know, um, and he didn't know what it was yet, but we'll figure it out together. And so, um, so he said yes and would, you know, came to LA for a few months and would then come out, uh, you know, here and there also. And we, uh, I just started like going down the path with him and his job was really to keep me honest of like what I said I wanted it to be versus like what the realities of the world kind of, uh, yeah. and mechanics of of how to engage with like how do you engage with an audience and not seem presentational like even yeah. little things like sure. how do you how do you have someone choose something and not seem like you're doing what is ostensibly what, what appears like a, a magic trick uh-huh. you know how do you even do that and these no one had ever answered these questions before and he had so, great insight on it i bet no 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 not at all no, no oh no. so he would just figure it out with you you're saying he would be like we're not there yet. Okay. You know? It was more like, no, that still feels like, that still feels like, you know, presentational. Oh, like, so you're getting like you know? a real honest though feedback. Yeah, yeah. Like honest, the best kind. The best feedback, kind. Yeah. Where it's just like a person going like, that's not what you said you wanted this to be. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. You know, just how lie I, to me. How do I, yeah. how do I get there? You know? Yeah, yeah. So he just kind of had the benchmark in, in mind and, and, or the goalposts. And I was just, and he's like, you're, you're not even close. And I'd be like, fuck. Wow. Board, you know? And would he come to a lot of the, the New York shows? Oh, yeah. He was there all the, He was two weeks before we closed. I had done the show 500 and some times. He, two weeks before we closed, he came backstage. He's like, uh, 
So I was thinking, and you know, a few notes, like few, yeah, few yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Two weeks before we closed, Close. and yeah. our our uh, our crew at first like hated us uh, because we were doing crew calls after uh, the show was supposed to be locked. Broadway, and yeah, Broadway have these weird rules where once you once you once you mount a show, it's locked, mm-hmm. and we immediately blew through that and we yeah. have regular calls where we are changing things and little things like maybe maybe this light can happen here yeah. because for us that was the fun of it it's just if it's a if it's a live show make it live don't yeah. why, why are you why are you locking it down when we're here every night and yeah. we can make it better and and so that was that was it he he uh he really uh it was amazing to watch to learn from him but also he has this uh he the the best moment by far was early before we had done it. And this was, goes back to where I said I, I was going to be okay. Even, even if people didn't get it was yeah. he just kind of sat back and he, he just kind of looked at the wall that we had with these cardboard shitty cardboard boxes representing the, the dioramas. He just said, man, this is great. I haven't worked like this since I was with Jim. And it was just like, Oh, he's talking about Jim Henson and the Muppets and like, wow and being like kids in a basement breaking stuff, you know, and like being anarchist. Yeah. And it was like, and, and he said several times, like that this show took, like brought, brought him home, you know, because it was like, he, he, he has, he had such high stakes after the Muppets that, yeah. like, you know, he's a director and he couldn't really enjoy where he was because life, you have families and life and money and stress and all that stuff. And, we we were you know it was just a dream factory we that's just so like, awesome dude yeah it was really really amazing. did he ever tell that's you the most rewarding part. uh stories about directing brando yeah he did, <laughs> he did yeah. i've yeah. heard second secondhand stories obviously yeah. about directing the score and that brando hated him <laughs> yeah it was it was uh it was apparently very contentious um but like but also he admits he was he you know he was still learning too. And like yeah. Brando's Marlon Brando. I like, know, but the story, I mean, the stories that I've heard definitely make it sound like Brando's just a dick. I mean, that's, that's yeah, other stories. That that's, I think is undeniably true, but I think like Frank is so um, smart, smart. I mean, I say smart's not the word. He is smart, but it's, it's, there's a, there's a certain, he has a wisdom, a mm-hmm. real wisdom that you realize, like, I mean, he's Yoda for a reason. Yeah. And, and very, uh, uh, he, 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 it's all about the depth. And the one thing I, I learned from this experience is, is about, and working with him is, is what depth means and like, and how far a thing, how far a thing goes. And, and I, I suspected this was true, but I didn't know it until I did it is that I asked myself, can you, can you make something and be so selfish doing it that it becomes generous? Can, can that selfishness become an act of generosity? Because it becomes so, if you really go down to the core of what a thing is and what it's about, it then, it, it, and, and get away from your own narrative and your own hangups and your own bullshit, you find that that seed, whatever that is that you're actually trying to get to, where however deep it is, it then becomes universal. And and that that becomes for everyone because we all have insecurities, we all have fears, we all have hopes and dreams. and we all want to be loved and to love and all those things. And they're very simple things, but they're very hard to find. And, and Frank had, had done that deep diving before. And that's why his characters uh, like 
Miss Piggy and Grover and mm-hmm. Fozzie Bear. And he had done those deep dives, understanding what's at the core of this? What, mm-hmm. what really is it about to be, to, to be this person? And it, and it goes down to struggle and love and acceptance and all these things that we write off as being, you know, it's, it's not, you can't say it directly because you just sound like you're doing a Mr. Rogers show or something yeah. like that. Sure. Or, or your people make fun of you for it, but really at all, it, all of it comes back to these core human needs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so uh, I hadn't, I hadn't really done that deep of a dive until I did this show. And I, I don't know that I would have been able to get there if it weren't for Frank, man, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I thank you for putting together that show and like, and doing it. Cause it really was, it, it, you know, like every, I, I don't feel like you have as a, just a consumer, as a, as a, a person, a citizen in society, you don't really get to have that many experiences like that. I mean, I can think of, you know, like I said, seeing shows or, you know, having like those kind of with music or with art or something, an experience where it sticks with you, you know, like, a, like yeah. seeing a film where you're like, Holy shit. Um, and that was like a really cool, I mean, it was, you know, it kind of blows your mind. You get emotional. It makes you think, um, it makes you ponder. It makes you want to have conversations like, like I'm fortunate enough to have it with you, but it's kind of show like, it's fun to talk about with other people after the show. And that's really, that's kind of one of the gifts you give with that show. It's just not just the show you put together and presented, but the fact that like it inspires people to want okay. to have that conversation, you know? Well, that, that means a lot. I really appreciate that. One of the things I always ask myself is what will this work do? Yeah. And, and with the book, with the show, with all of it. So it's good that it, to hear it actually does something. Oh, it's awesome, man. Um, uh, so get, if you haven't seen the, the, the show, well, you fucked up. I told you to watch <laughs> it first. So you're an asshole if you didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so go watch it now and be like, Oh yeah. I remember when they talked about that. Um, yeah. But like, like my guys here, but uh, um, also the book, A Moral Man, uh, Derek Delgadio, you can get it, I'm sure, everywhere books are available now. That's true. Um, dude, congratulations again on the amazing, amazing show and on this book. And um, yeah, dude, I, I just really appreciate you coming on. I had a really good time talking to you. Yeah, man, keep in touch. I can't wait to, to talk to you again. Definitely, we will do. All right, great. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, Derek.